Dave Wisworth, how are you? Leslie Peters, I am fantastic, and I'm even better since I've seen your your lovely face. You're looking good, man. I'm telling you, you are looking good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dave. That no, means a lot coming I'm from serious. you. <laughs> and you survived um, your daughter's 16th birthday. I see you're 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 still glowing. So. Uh, Apparently, you come out fairly uh, unscathed, I guess. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> but I will say uh, unscathed, but uh, it did hit my pockets. <laughs> oh, my wife yeah. And I, yeah, but I think wow, I, it, it, my wife uh, worked so tirelessly and her friends, uh, you know, compared to what I did or what she did. You know, I, I just get tired thinking about what she did. But listen, she pulled it off. We had a successful event. My daughter was happy. She loved it. And that's all that matters. So we're yeah. good to go on that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's get right. In. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just I just think if you if you screw up raising your kids, you know, what have you really got? If, if you don't focus on on what you can do to help them be um you know, a positive, uh, sharp, independent young people, you know, good people. Uh, what do we have in, in life? And I think that goes into what we're, our topic is for this evening. So, so take us ahead there on that, Leslie. Well, absolutely. When we think about it, um, let me just bring it up and we'll jump right into it. Um, you know, what, what we're dealing with and what has been happening. So UNLV today out uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, had a mass shooting on campus. Um, the latest numbers we know, at least three are dead. One is in critical condition. The suspect is dead. Um, and I don't, you know, as of right now, obviously, I uh, don't know a whole lot more about it. There's more information coming in. But when we think about this, I just want us to talk about, you know, how do we put an end to this violence, right? And I want to, you know, obviously I'm looking forward to hearing your perspective, Dave. Uh, I think for me, how do we get our young people back to a point where they they're able to resolve conflict without violence, uh, without weapons, weapons, right? Because when you bring weapons into play, now we're talking about a finality. Somebody's going to lose their life, uh, particularly if we talk about firearms and the likelihood of not just the people involved, but innocent bystanders losing their life increases dramatically when we talk, start talking about weapons in public places and, and those types of things. And, you know, if we go back some years ago, uh, we didn't have what we see now. We've always had guns, we've always had weapons, but we didn't have the mass shootings that we have now. 
So something has happened. Something very real and substantial and tangible has happened between then and now. And, and, and it's not just the mere existence of guns because guns have always been here. So, True. but we, we got to really get to the problem because this is getting worse and worse each day, each week, each month, each year as it goes on. And we've got to really get to the core of what has happened, what's different in terms of conflict resolution that we are now at a place where when we have a conflict or we, we have, have an issue, the first resort is take a, take a weapon out and use it. So your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, uh, you know, and it, it just, it breaks my heart uh, to see um, innocent people uh, just gunned down or their lives snuffed out. Uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about young people that are in college uh, and, and they've got their whole life ahead of them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go to school or they, they're out on campus or wherever they're at. And all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. And it's so tragic, and and they're innocent. They they they're just trying to live their lives, and and for someone to be so desperate in their mind that they need to 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 do this, this needs to be their their way to to lash out at at whatever evils are in their mind and in their heart. You know whether it's you know just you know relationships that have gone astray or maybe they they've just uh, gotten to the end of the rope for whatever reason and it's just it breaks my heart because for every life that's taken that is a uh, a daughter or or maybe it's a sister or or maybe it's a cousin someone there are so many lives affected by each life that is taken and so and so senseless. And, and I, you know, it's not a joke, but I've told my wife, I said, I wish these mass shooters, you know, it seems like they always, at the end, they take their lives, you know, after they've done so much damage or, or the police have to take them out or something happens. And, and I said, Glenda, why don't they just shoot themselves first before they go through all this, you know, and it, it sounds like a joke, but it's like, why do you have to take innocent people with you? when ultimately you just want to, to end your suffering or your pain, whatever the pain is. And, and, you know, I'm a guy, believe it or not, I've, I've dealt with depression off and on throughout my life. And, and people like you're depressed or you have depression because I am one of the most lighthearted and, and, and friendliest guys you'll ever meet, but it's been a struggle. It's a fight. Uh, You know, here in Indiana, we have, the dark, the cold, the rain, you know, November, December, January, February, we get a lot of those gloomy days. It's like, you know, the whole sky is, is dishwater gray. It's nasty. And the days are short. Uh, you know, with the time change, our days, uh, basically, if it's overcast, 4.30 in the afternoon, it's dark. And that, that's, and that really brings down, you know, your, your, your feelings and your countenance. It just kind of pulls you down. And, and to be to a low point where you feel like there's no other option but to kill, you know, to take a lethal weapon and, and do that, it's just, 
it's so tragic. And I, I don't know, I don't have the answers, but I, I, I've just seen it over and over. And, and you're right. You are exactly right, Leslie. When you said we've always had guns, we've had in, in history, we've had more people, you know, as a percentage of the population that own guns forever. But the first mass shooting at a school was back in, it was actually at Columbine High School in Denver, Colorado, Littleton, mm -hmm. uh, the suburb of Denver. Yep. That was 1999. That's mm -hmm. like 24, 25 years ago. Okay. So that's the period of time that we actually started seeing this thing happen. And, and it's just, it's so tragic. And I know those boys were in a situation where they uh, were bullied. Uh, they were, they were mistreated and, and they just, they, 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 they had it in their mind that they had to get back at, you know, the perpetrators plus a lot of other innocent people, you know, that didn't have anything to do with bullying them. And, and, and it just, and matter of fact, a buddy of mine was out there at the time. He was not at the school, but that was his neighborhood where he lived. And it was so scary. Uh, Cause I'm yep. not sure the that was killed there, but it was, uh, it was ridiculous uh, what happened there. So um, I don't know, Leslie, it's, it's a tough thing. And, and I appreciate you having the courage to just, come up and talk about it and say, what can, what can we do? You and I, what can we do to kind of get together and, 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 and help things out, you know, maybe stop one or two of these folks that, that think that this is the way to, you know, for a solution. You know, you know, I, I, I said here, and I'm going to be in deep prayer and meditation about this tonight as well, but I will tell you, Dave, and I ask you to join me in that. Um, you know, I think, when I look at it, I because I remember that day in 1999 very, very well. Um, I remember I've been to Columbine. I've been to Littleton many times. Um, yeah. But I also look at what's happened since then. It's just been a continuation of senseless violence. Mm -hmm. And so it seems that in our nation, we tend, the first thing we tend to focus on is two things, right? Uh, the first thing um, that we focus on is guns. And the next thing, the second thing that we focus on is training. And I'm going to tell you, I think we're missing the boat altogether. Um, you don't train. Training is a reactive method for schools to handle a situation once it happens. That means right. the violence is already happening. Um, yeah. So that's that's not going to help us prevent it. Um, yeah. Guns in itself don't harm people without a human involved. True. It it doesn't just automatically just go pick itself up and walk into the school and, and start shooting. Right. So right. like, let's get to like the real alcohol. issue. The real issue is, yeah, the real issue is, and it, and and it's not just our kids that have a problem. We as adults have a problem with it, and I think it's one of the things we address. The real issue is, we have made a a, a, a humongous shift from the, the 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 from nineteen really the the nineties and the late nineties to where we are today with how we as adults 
in all of our sectors, from our church communities, from our uh, uh, social uh, impact communities to our, all our auxiliary activity and engagement, social engagement activities, we have dismissed the constructive training and development of the brain around critical thinking and conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. um, because these days, I'm gonna be honest with you, I am seeing ignorance at all levels from youth to adults to even grandparents. I mean, <laughs> it is, it, it, it is uh, listen, it, nobody's exempt at this point. It's just ignorance <laughs> around. I mean, and oh my nobody, but, but think about it. Anytime I, I saw a fight one time, and literally the grandparents were fighting, the parents were fighting, and the kids were fighting. And I'm just sitting there looking and saying to myself, what, what, <laughs> how does this happen, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the, and, and, and what we've done though, we have the biggest problem, and I think we've got to find a way to put these in school is to really train kids and it needs to be in every work environment we need to train people on emotional intelligence and i said all the time emotions are not smart on their own they don't have a native intellectual factor emotions just react they yeah. react to whatever triggers trigger them yes they have no ability of managing our policing themselves. they're just emotions Intelligence is a navigational system for emotions to make sure that they're handled properly and they go from the destination to the right destination. Yes. If you don't have a GPS system for your emotions, then your emotions are going to take you everywhere you don't want to go or you shouldn't go. Yeah. And so the reality is we we have a conflict resolution issue. We 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 don't yes. have we have lost considerably uh, a large amount of our intellectual um, ability to process emotions quickly and to critically think in a way that leads to a productive outcome of a bad situation. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ex excellent point there. Um, you know, I talk about people ha uh, being blissfully ignorant. I mean, they're just like fat, dumb and happy, but they're just they're, they It's almost like, uh, the, you know, used to at home, we would have, you know, maybe have some arguments or discussion stuff. But when you're out in public, you, you had your public manners, you know, when you were out around other folks, you, 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 you know, you minded your manners, you, you were a lot more on your toes and, and anymore, it's almost like anything goes, um, socially, we, we've lost our manners. We've lost our, our uh, sense of, of dignity and pride. And when you have people arguing, I, I've heard this a long, long time ago, and I, I truly believe this, that I believe the measure of a man is is the uh, the value of things that he will argue over, okay? That he will fight about, okay? So here, here's an example, okay? 
basketball. I love sports. You love sports. I mean, we have our battles and our wars, you know, on the court or on the field, and we get some of that aggression out of us, you know, the winning and losing, the struggle and the fight. But when we argue about a basketball game, you know, is that really that critical when we should be arguing or discussing, you know, uh, really fighting for the safety of our children, of our our mothers, our fathers, our, our, you know, our families. Those are the things that are important, not a ball game or, or you know, something that's uh, so trivial. It, it really doesn't matter. Now, it's fun and I enjoy it and it's a part of life, but it's like, okay, how important is it really? I mean, uh, my wife, from time to time, she'll she'll make me a meal, and and she loves uh, salmon and these salmon patties, and they make me like gag. You know what? But there's no need to fuss about it because it's not that important. It's not that big a deal. They're good for me. They're healthy, so I should eat them. And I don't really complain hardly at all, even though I don't like them. And I think that's a problem with today. People, any little thing offends them. And they're just offended. And their first response is, you know, anger, aggression, you know, just, just being mean and hateful. And then all of a sudden, you know, it comes to blows. And if somebody has a weapon of some kind, and speaking of a weapon, and you may have not heard this, but I had heard uh, the, the police officer uh, that uh, killed, held down, um, oh, uh, now the name escapes me and, and killed him uh, up in Milwaukee with no Minneapolis um, Floyd. Uh, give me his name. Yeah. Derek Shaven. Derek Shaven. He uh, was, I believe. Yeah. Shaven. And he's the one um, and, and he had uh, killed, he was a police officer and held that, that young man down or the, the black man down and, and he died. Well, he was in prison, you know, he's in prison and uh, he got attacked and he got stabbed 22 times and he still lived. And it's like, man, that guy must have been really bad. I mean, how do you stab somebody 27 or 20, 22 times? I think it is 22 times and he not die. I mean, I mean, are you just like poking him right. in the fingers and the arms and stuff? Or aren't you going for the, you know, for the jugular? <laughs> or something, but, but it's just, you know, but, but the anger and aggression that comes out and any weapon can be used. I think guns just happen to be, you know, handy and, and make, you know, the easiest weapon. Um, but it, it starts with, like you said, conflict resolution. Okay. You got to have a moral compass right. that we all start with that says, wait a minute, you know, violence. No, that's last resort only for self-defense. You don't use that as, as a weapon. Violence is not uh, something that you just come out the gate and say, oh, you know, somebody offends me. I'm going to run over them with my car or I'm going to do, you know, hit them with a, a baseball bat or, or shoot. You know, but no, the first response should be, you know, hey, wait a minute. They said something and I thought I heard this and and you you've been married a long time and you know how this is your wife will say something to you marcia says this and you hear something different and all of a sudden you get all bowed up and you're mad and you're like what well what do you mean you know and and, and you're angry immediately well she didn't mean anything by it well she was saying 
and you were hearing two different things. And so many right. times, like you said, our feelings are on our shirt sleeve. We're just so thin skinned and we're looking to be offended. We're looking to be hurt. And so we're looking to pounce on anybody and, and, and strike back. And, and we need to, we need to back down and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, most people aren't trying, you know, to hurt your feelings or, or treat you in a bad way or, or whatever, you know, you need to clarify what someone is trying to say to you and make sure you are heard correctly. And, and that starts with, you know, repeat it back with you. Say, hey, I heard you say this. What did you mean by that? And then they say, hey, you're a dirty, rotten scumbag. Oh, OK. Just want to clarify that you called me a dirty, rotten scumbag. I just now I can be angry because, you know, but maybe I am. So <laughs> maybe they're just telling the truth. But you know, but it comes back. I, Go ahead. No, I, I think you're right. And I think. I'm going to call out a couple of resources I want people to know. There's a, the Conflict Resolution Network has some great uh, free skills, strategies, and techniques you can use. And I'm going to encourage parents, go online. Uh, it's uh, www.cmhq.org and grab those resources. Talk to your kids about conflict resolution. You know, the toughest thing, when you look at it, what some of this stuff really is and what drives, bullying shouldn't lead to death, right? That, that number one, and kids are harboring this and never letting adults know, never never letting their parents know. Um, there's not proper protocol put in place. And now they take it on their own hand because they just hold it in, hold it in. And, and I, I kind of Lend it to the cups, the cup scenario. I don't care how big a cup you get. If you let water keep pouring into it, eventually that cup is going to overflow. Right. Right. It's, I mean, so everybody has a cup and our cups are different sizes. But regardless of the size, you, you got to dump that cup. Because yeah. if you don't, it's going to overflow. And when it overflows, now you're in an emotional space. You're in a very dangerous space because at that point that it overflows, you have lost your ability to manage your emotions. Yes. And yes. once you lose your ability to manage your emotions, you no longer can manage your reactions Yeah. and what you do or your behavior. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. So. Yeah. You've got to be able to dump that cup. You know, yeah. uh, you alluded to earlier with depression. You got to be able to dump that cup. Right. And I try to dump my cup every week because <laughs> yeah. you got to be able to dump that cup because if you don't dump that cup, let me be clear any of us, we're just a full cup away from being the, some of the people we're talking about. We're just a full cup away. Yeah. So yeah. you have to have mechanisms for stress release to dump that cup built into your life. You have to. Yeah. And so sometimes for people that are introverts, right, which they're not really good at talking to people, they don't really have a friend circle around them that they can dump. And then right. sometimes 
they don't feel like they can talk to their parents to dump. And now a full cup is a dangerous situation for any of us. Yeah. We've got to get much better. And what I want to just challenge all our listeners, I want to challenge parents to do is to get these resources and to help your kids, help yourselves dump your cup regularly. Yeah. We must all dump our cup because when we dump our cup, now we can handle the conflict because now we're not on 10 as soon as something happened. Now we're not so easily offended. But let me tell you, if your cup is full, anything is going to offend you. Right, right. Anything yeah, is you going go to you go out and loaded for bear. So, yeah. So I think that's that's what we're seeing. I think the other thing as far as guns go, uh, and I saw that when I moved here to Texas, I just don't remember back in the days where, where guns were so accessible for you just to walk around with. Like, I, like only police could do that back in the days. Like, you, the regular citizen just couldn't walk around with a gun like, like they can now. Um, well, Leslie, I'm telling you. I don't you, know how we got to a point that we ever thought that was okay. <laughs> well, in, in my high school, I promise you, you know, we weren't a city school. We were a country school. We have had hundreds and hundreds of kids in our high school. A lot of the kids drove their vehicles to school. You know, they, they were 16, 17, 18-year-olds. And a lot of them had uh, pickup trucks. And a lot of us guys, uh, we would go hunting. Mm-hmm. We would hunt, you know, rabbits, squirrels, deer, you know, and 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 so we would actually have weapons in our vehicles. I remember in our high school, we would have a dozen or more pickups in the parking lot at school with a rack in the back window that would have a shotgun and a rifle. Yeah. And then they oh, may yeah. have another gun. Yeah. 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 We never had shootings. We the only thing they yeah, were same shooting thing for was, us. same thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. And and same, the thing same thing for us. us. We had the gun rack in the trucks. Yeah. 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 Now now we did, I tell you what, we did have some fights, you know, the us guys, you know, we would get mad and and from time to time there'd be a, a a fight, a fist fight in school, you know, in the hallways or something in between classes or something. Uh, but yeah. basically that was, is, is pretty rare. Uh, but, but the guns, they were there if they wanted to be used, you know, I mean, they obviously use them, but, but the mindset was no, you, you yell at somebody first or you, you, you confront them and then, and then maybe you get into a fist fight and there was always people around and they would separate them immediately. So it didn't get to where anybody was seriously ever hurt, uh, you know, but, and then yeah. most of us guys, we like, you know, sports and rough and tumble stuff. And we had phys ed uh, and then people, you know, like us uh, that, that like to play, you know, I had intramural basketball, intramural volleyball. I had weightlifting track uh, football all these things, ways to get this aggression out of me, to, to wear me out. <laughs> Actually, I, I mean, it, you you got that energy out of you and, and you were able to dump the cup. Uh, and that was a way to do it. And, and, and so we've lost that somehow. And it's and it comes out with innocent people losing their lives. And it just it breaks my heart. It really does. Yeah, I mean, listen, 
I, I'm just like you. We had those same things, but it was something we were taught comfortably. You never even thought about going to get your gun. It wasn't even a thought. Like we we all hunted. We were hunted. We, you know, and during during both season, people had their bows. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying. But now, to people's first reaction now is to go get that gun, right? Well, and here's yeah. the other difference. The difference now is they got it on them. Like here in Texas, get this. Like you don't have to have any license or anything to carry a gun on you. And right. have it visible. You can just be walking down the street long and you have to have a license to have it concealed. Right. Here's the thing, though. Like, <laughs> and so I think when you make something so easily accessible, now we two reactions, critical thinking, right? So now you got people walking around with guns, but what kind of training have they been through to critically process in the heat of the moment with their emotions how to handle that, right? And And I think it all goes back to what I said. It's conflict resolution. It's emotional intelligence. It's the ability to be able to critically think in quick time frames and make a rational choice, not yeah. an emotional one. And we're failing at that in America. We're failing miserably at that in America. You know, it, it reminded me of a... Um of a book um, that I read a long time. Actually, I've read it a couple of times and it's, it's called uh, positive words, powerful results. Great book. This guy was a teacher. He taught in, in school and like high school, junior high, and also in college. Uh, his name was Hal Urban, H-A-L, Hal Urban, U-R-B-A-N. And it's positive words, powerful results. And one thing he talked about with his students uh, when the when his children would come home from school, they would have uh, supper together. Like we call it supper. Some people call it dinner. But anyway, uh, but they would eat together. But he would ask them questions that you couldn't say yes or no and, and, and move on. They required answers. And he'd ask them, like, one thing he'd say, what was the best thing about your day today? And they would, you know, they would say, oh, well, I got to, you know, I got an A on, on a paper or, or, hey, I got to, to be the first in line at some deal. Or, and then he'd say, okay, what was the worst thing of the day? What, what really, you know, hurt you today? And, and in their answers, he could find situations and diffuse them, you know, situations that may be building up where that cup is getting full and he didn't even realize it. Uh, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know my child was dealing with this issue. And because it's been, you know, he talked about it twice or three times in the last two weeks. And so, but it was, it was communication between, you know, the dad and his kids at supper and, and the mother of course would, would uh, be a part of that too, but it's positive words, powerful results. And it's about using, you know, the right words, encouraging, lifting up, uh, asking, you know, and, and, and just, you know, being proud of, of our kids and finding the good that they're doing instead of finding fault in everything. Uh, you know, you've got a teenager and let me tell you, you can find a lot of faults pretty quickly in teenagers. And usually it starts right. with the ad attitude, you know, being a smart mouth and, and you're thinking, Hey kid, you think, you know, everything. Well, <laughs> time to move out and make it on your own 
if you're that smart, you know, and, 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 and we need to be more positive and think before we speak and say, okay, what can we do to find out what's on their heart? What, what are they struggling with? How can we help them? How can we understand what they're dealing with? And, and that's, you know, you've got to love people that much that you'll pry and that you'll say, Hey, tell me, tell me what the best thing was for you today. What did you learn today that you really liked in school? You know, and, and, and it just starts with a simple conversation, you know? And so it's just, there's so much tragedy that is so unnecessary. Listen, I couldn't have said it any better myself as we bring this to a close Guys, you've heard, we usually laugh and joke and clown around, but this is a serious matter because we're losing our loved ones. We're losing our brothers, our sisters. We're losing somebody's mom, dad, son, daughter, uncle, aunt, mother, father, cousin, friend. And it doesn't have to be this way. Um, yeah. It wasn't always this way. And there's sometimes that the old school was right they figured some things out. And sometimes we need to take yeah. it back to the old school, but we really yeah. need to learn how to get better at conflict resolution. So I'm going to challenge all of you to not only just your kids, but to yourself to take courses, get free resources, turn out there to work on conflict resolution, even at home, how you guys deal with conflict, helping your kids understand how to deal with conflicts with their friends, how to deal with conflicts, even with the teammate, understand how to resolve how to handle their emotions when they get angry. Um, yeah. Because that anger emotion, that anger trigger is the most dangerous trigger of them all. Because yeah. when anger hits emotions, it creates violence. Yeah. So if you don't have a mechanism to manage it and critically think through it. So we have to make sure, because we all are going to be angered at some point. We got to have a mechanism to manage that when anger is the trigger and it hits the emotion. And so we've got to be able to manage and think through that reaction and not yeah. let emotions react on own. And so remember, you can find us at Black and White Men Talking on YouTube, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, you will find us Black and White Men Talking, Leslie Peters, Dave Wadsworth, be bringing it to you and if you have any topics hit us up send us an email uh leslie l-e-s-l-i-e at vision v-i-s-i-o-n-s dash group dot net um and uh just hit us up we'd love uh to some if you have an idea you want us to tackle and talk about we'd love to do that so just look out for us we're going to be always be around here bringing you the conversations the real tough conversations that people don't always want to talk about but our whole goal is to helping you and helping me, and as Dave said, for us helping each other get better so we can have yeah. a better quality of life and, and truly be each other's keeper, which is That's what right. it's all about. So I right. love you, as my good friend Wallace says. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it, my friend. <laughs> Leslie, right back at you. I don't want to do anything about it. I love you, too, and I appreciate your heart and your courage uh, to talk about this stuff. And, and, and you just got a, a genuine honesty about you. And I appreciate that. So, Hey, find somebody, uh, make a friend or just be a friend 
and and communicate with people and start with a, a smile, look them in the eye, smile and a kind gesture and, and, and don't look to be offended. Look, look to be encouraged and look to be an encourager. And, and, and look to building people up instead of tearing them down. And uh, your life is going to be so much better. So thank you, Leslie. Appreciate you, buddy. There it is. See you next time.